Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Adventures in time and space. Transcribed in future... National Broadcasting Company, in cooperation with Reed and Smith, publishers of astounding science fiction, brings you Dimension X. On a high hill in Samoa, there is a grave inscribed on the marker of these words. Under the wide and starry sky, dig my grave and let me lie. Gladly did I live and gladly die, and I lay me down with a will. This be the verse you grave for me. Here he lies where he longed to be. Home is the sailor, home from the sea, and the hunter, home from the hills. These lines appear another place. Scrawled on a shipping tag from a compressed air container, and pinned to the ground with a knife. Flags and bunting drooped in the gray afternoon, and the pitmen seemed discouraged. A large black cabriolet limousine stood at the side of the road, 32 cylinders purring quietly. And over the dust and the clatter of the fair, a bullhorn blasted its highest pitch. Hurry, hurry, hurry! This way to the long rocket! The long rocket! Big fly! The actual pack rocket used by the first man to fly it! Regulations. Uh, 
think of your car, open your shirt, roll up your axe. How are things, man? Slow. We're not drawing as much as the coot step. Yeah, we we'll pick up tonight with the trousers. Well, I'm ready, Doctor. Yeah. Here I am. All right. Breathe in. Out. Breathe. Breathe. It's all your lives, but 
When I was a boy, they laughed at the idea. But I believed. I wanted the moon moon. I used to stand in the backyard and stare.
We've got an equity in this corporation, and we're going to see it protected. You've sucked us in on this wild scheme, and now that it paid off, you're going to sit right down here on Earth and see that the dividends come out on time. You're not going to the moon, Dell. Forget it. I never went. By the time my lawyer shook off the restraining orders, the first cargo rocket had crashed into the Pacific, and Congress rushed through the Space Precautionary Act. My heart was earthbound, but now I'm moved. But I will not die until I have set foot on the moon. There, Captain McIntyre. You ask why I want to go to the moon? Well? You'll find a ship, Mr. Harriman. I'll drive her. You'll get to the moon. You heard me. Sell out my holdings. I want every share I own realized in cash as soon as possible. But it'll depress the market, sir. You won't realize the full value of your holdings. Don't you think I know that? I was juggling stock before you were born. I can afford to take the loss. Yes, sir. Oh, uh, Mr. Harriman, there are two men outside. Who are they? Uh, Captain McIntyre and a Mr. Schwartz. Well, send them in, Henry. What are you waiting for? Yes, of course, please. Uh, this way, gentlemen. Mr. Harris. <laughs> Captain McIntyre, glad to see you. And Mr. Schwartz, come right in. You weren't uh, kidding about that job for us, were you? Certainly not. You're not backing out on me, are you? No, no, we uh, we need the job. Yeah, our ship is lying in the middle of the Osage River with her jet split open like a herring. You weren't hurt, were you? Sprains and bruises, that's all. We jumped. I caught a catfish with my bare teeth. That's all right. Then we can get on to business. I'll have contracts drawn up for you. You two will have to buy me a ship. I can't do it openly. My dear board of directors will find out and slap a court order on me. But uh, we can't get credit. Don't worry. I'll supply the cash in advance. Pick some ship that can be fitted for the jump. A scuttle yacht. Uh, move to a piece of desert. I'll find the stuff and buy it. You mean fit her out there? Yes, we'll install extra fuel tanks, change the injectors and timers for space flight. Spend all the money you want. I'll see that you get it. One hundred thirty-two shares of Apex holding at sixty percent of par. Check. Fifty-two preferred of spaceways fuel, fifty percent of par. Check. And. And that is the list. Uh, Mr. Harriman, there's a process server outside. What is it? I don't know, sir, but I think it's a subpoena. I was expecting that. Henry, get Mr. Cammons on the phone. Yes, sir. I think it's time for my lawyer. Senile. 
they petition you to declare him incompetent and to assign a conservator to protect his financial interests and those of his heirs. May I suggest that in his last few words, my opponent gave away his entire thesis. It is evident that the petitioners believe that my client should conduct his affairs in such a way as to ensure that his nephews, nieces, and their issue will be supported in unearned luxury the rest of their lives. Like vultures, they depend on it. Now, while it is true that he has sold his holdings, is it strange that an elderly man should wish to retire? We pray this court will confirm my client in his right to do what he likes with his own. Deny this petition and send these meddlers about their business. Well, Clemens, he reserved judgment till tomorrow. Which way is the cat going to jump? Well, Judge Embry is a strange one, Dal. He assured me he has a higher regard for personal liberty and then added that any action he took would be in your interest. But he did say that men do become senile and must be protected. Senile? He might rule against me. Yes, Dale. He might. Eccentric millionaire disappeared. <laughs> Are you eccentric, Mr. Harriman? Well, they used to call me crazy. It depends on your credit rating. A bench warrant under contempt proceedings has been issued. They won't find me out here. How's the work going, Charlie? Well, my end's in pretty good shape. We finished the second pressure test on the new tanks and fuel lines today. The ground tests are all done except the calibrations. Take about four hours unless I run into bugs. How about supplies? Food and water on board, three vacuum suits, a spare, and service kits. I'm short navigation equipment, but give me a sextant and I'll get you down on the moon at any spot you name. Just from a general knowledge of relative speeds and orbit. All right, Columbus. We know you can hit the floor with your hat. Are you ready to go? My nephews will have detected themselves looking for me. Well, I could run those calibration tests tonight. Take till midnight. After that, it's up to the Commodore here. There. There she is, Miss Harriman. That's the job that'll take you to the moon. It's a good job. I... Uh... Hey, stop the car. Charlie's out. Look at... Where's his medicine? Breath pocket. Break the glass. All right. Hold it under his nose. It's loud. It's murder. He'll never stand up on his initial acceleration. Maybe not, but it's what he wants to do. Get that ship ready to fly. Hey! Hey, you! You! Hey? Yeah. A 
How many other people are there out here on this desert? What can I do for you? You're James McIntyre? Hey, Mac. Yeah? What's the matter, John? Oh. You, McIntyre? Yeah. I'm the deputy federal marshal in this district. I got a warrant for your arrest. What charge? Conspiracy to violate the Space Precautionary Act. Uh, you, uh, you, I suppose you're, uh, Charles Schwartz, huh? Yeah. Well, I got one for you, too. Thanks. And a man named Harriman. Got a court order to put seals on your spaceship. We haven't got any spaceship. What are you doing, kidding me? What's that, a kitty car? It's not yacht. Oh, yeah? Well, if it seals on it, the spaceship shows up. Now, come on, where's Harriman? Uh, in the shed. Over there. What shed are you talking oh. oh, my knuckle. That's the one I built playing football. I'm always hurting that thing. Tell him we got to hurry. Get Pop into the cabin and strap him into his hammock. Right. So long, deputy. Oh, my knuckle. Charlie, everything set back there? How do I know? I didn't have time to run tests. Tough. You all right, Mr. Hearn? I think so. These straps are tight. Have to be when we blast off. All set, Charlie. Give me control. Check. Test key. One bank. Check. Two bank. There's an auxiliary out. We don't need it. All right, boy, hang on. Let's go. Better. You better stay in your hammock. I'll uh, loosen the straps a little. Uh, uh, what is it? Uh, just go easy on that side. Pop, you ain't fooling me, man. You've got a couple of busted ribs. Well, there isn't much I can do until we ground. You take a neobarbital and I'll wake you when we cut you. No. No, no, I'll stay awake. Okay. Just you stay back. Uh, radar, will it? I've done it before. 
Not without a second pilot to punch the stadimeter. Pop, <laughs> you ought to have a mate ticket. You know the whole routine. You must have really studied up. Yes, that's all I could do. Study till now. Oh, look at her. The moon. I feel as if I were coming home. Yeah. Golly. Yo. Take your in. Cut in full power. Make it good, Mac. Pop can't take a rough one. Shut up and give me the power. I'll do my best. Okay. Gotta meet a setting punch. Hang on. Here we go. Lousy landing, Mac. Centimeter drift. How's our passenger? Why? I'm a... I wouldn't make any bets. That landing stuff. Will you shut up? I did my best. The pop. He's alive. There's a flood on his mouth. Trying to say something. Take it easy, pop. We're down. Where? Take it easy. Vacuum suits. Where are they? Now, steady, Pop. Steady. You can't go off there yet. We've got to give us some first aid. Get me that suit. What do you think, Mac? Might as well get a suit out of the locker. Use the big one. He'll be more comfortable. Okay, Pop. Easy now. Hurry. Hurry. Feel those zippers, Charlie. All right, now. Take it easy. All right, the helmet. Your diaphragm set? Check. Here, Val. Set. Lift it on up. Don't hit him. There. All right. Come on, Charlie. Let's get into our suits and we'll carry them out the lock. Somebody called my name. I'm getting old. 
Next is presented Requiem, written for radio by Ernest Canoy, from the story by Robert Heinlein. Featured in the cast were Rod Hendrickson as Harriman, Bill Quinn as McIntyre, and Owen Jordan as Charlie. <laughs> 